Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with the very cool Brooklyn-based jazz journeyman pianist Kevin Hayes. He talks about his brand new 2016 album called North, and it's an ode to Harlem. So in New York City, Harlem is considered North. So this album focuses on elements of history, beauty, and hope. And it travels beyond jazz standards and incorporates his love of classical, blues, soul, folk, and rock music into his originals. Joined by his New Day trio of Rob Jost on double bass and Greg Joseph on the drums, this is an album full of the brilliance Kevin always brings to his recordings. So please dig this overview of this album and interview, my friends. So before we get into this new album, which is a wonderful listen, I want to ask you, I mean, there's so many levels of this album that is emotively driven, as if any album's not, but there seems to be a special sense about North. But... The cover is very cool, and the story behind it, the fact that in, in Harlem and Sugar Hill, you peeled back layers of all these posters. Talk about the cover. It's really nice. What happened is some workers peeled back this paneling uh, behind the bus stop at 145th Street in Frederick Douglass, um, where I just actually moved from, from there, but I was living there for about five years now back in Brooklyn. But... Um, yeah, so I'm just uh, sort of standing at the bus, and I turn around, bus stop, and I turn around, and I see all these posters. It's like, what is this? You know, <laughs> and uh, you know they don't have dates on them, but we're sort of placing them somewhere in I think the early mid '60s is my guess. Um, perhaps some of them are, are, are earlier than that. You know, when you have ticket prices like two dollars, you know, and I didn't. And, and the names weren't recognizable. Actually, I need to do a little more research on the names of some of the bands, like somebody Williams. They, I don't think they were necessarily, you know, super well-known bands. Perhaps at the time they were more well-known. I just we just forgot about them. But uh, so it was really cool. So and I and I noticed with each passing day that people had been pulling these billboards off, probably to to save them themselves. And it was clear this, you know, like the some kind of Harlem Heritage Society was not going to preserve this wall, you know, with some plexiglass or something. So, and 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 the Seven Eleven was going in. So, yeah. so that was it. So it was a little window of opportunity uh, to take some photos and to, to share that, you know. Wonderful. Before we get into how you feel about this album and the Afterglow, just take me into the studio when you were recording this. What's going on? What's the mood? How are you feeling? What do you want to say with this album? I mean, it wasn't that different than necessarily other other times that I've I've recorded in terms of uh, the well. What did make it a little different was that we we videoed the whole session. And if you check out, we're just starting to put, we put together a couple of tunes and included, and it, it's the it's, those are included in the um, kind of video EPK that we've we've released. You'll notice that the mood, that the the lighting is is quite moody. It's quite um, kind of it's almost like silhouette type uh, lighting. So the lighting was very low, or or rather it was spotlighted, and then everything else around that, you know, was, was low lighting. So it definitely created a bit of a mood in the studio uh, with us doing that. Um, so that was a new experience. But you know, in terms of the general energy of the studio. We made the record in one day. It was just one day in the studio. And we had played quite a bit over these past few years. 
this this new day trio. Uh, so generally, we'll just sort of get a feeling, get the sound set up, uh, make sure everybody's comfortable with their headphone mix and that they can hear properly, everybody can see each other. We just start. And as I recall, we, we started with uh, the tune Violetta, just trying to get it because it was the most, uh, it was sort of the newest tune and it was one that I wasn't sure would work and, you know, how are we going to do it and do we do some open rubato things to start or do we just go right into this uh, kind of 5-4 groove? So Rob had brought his ukulele, which I had not expected. <laughs> he just started plucking away. He said, man, I learned the changes. I got the melody, so let's try it. And I said, oh, that sounds great. You know, the, the song is for Violeta Pada, a wonderful singer, a Chilean singer, folk singer that passed too soon. But um, just I just love her music and her voice. And so it was a dedication to her. And so, I don't know, somehow the ukulele kind of fit with that mood. So we started with that and then just moved through some of the other tunes. But there were several takes that we tried. And I generally mix things up mood-wise or tempos just to try different things. As we go through a session, it's kind of how I like to play live. It's like from night to night, I'll try different tempos, and you know, that's generally what happened. But it was, it was it went down pretty quick. So let me ask you this: Why did you start the album with "Birds Scrapple from the Apple"? Why was that going to set the tone for this album? You know, I just liked the opening. I just kind of said, "Hey, Rob, why don't you play something up front?" And he just started playing this great. Uh, Vamp. I mean, actually, originally, I'll tell you a little backstory on, on Scrap from the Apple. The actual uh, title, it's a, it's a quote-unquote derangement <laughs> of yeah. Scrap from the Apple. So basically, the, the, the structure of, of this is that I take two bars of the original bebop melody that he wrote, and then I start transposing that melody up half-steps every two measures, which is a little trick I've used in the past um, to have some fun. Uh, I've done it on, on Stella by Starlight. I recorded that a number of years ago. So the original title, after I messed it all, messed his tune up thoroughly, was Unscrapulous. Um, so, but then I was talking to my publishing uh, guy, and he said, you know, it's pretty close to Scrap from the Apple, even though you're, it's more like an arrangement, even though it's pretty unrecognizable at a certain point. So we just decided, okay, let's not see off the, the, the Parker people. And, you know, <laughs> it's your tune. <laughs> so I kind of like, I'll announce it as unscrapulous. It's unscrapulous on the music, you know, and it's like, but it's scrapped on the app. So. Right on. So the one thing, what really comes out at me after listening to this album and the description that you have of kind of the recording on your website, the elements of history, beauty, and hope wrapped in the classical blues, soul, funk, and rock. How do you feel all of that? came together. Do you feel that that's the way this album comes out? You know, it's hard for me to say, I mean, not to contradict my, my website, but, you know, ultimately you're trying to put this stuff into words. It's, it, it, it's a bit of copy, you know. <laughs> ultimately, you have to just sort of listen. I mean, for me, I mean, these are just, this is music that I, these are different types of music or sources that I love, you know, that I've checked out over the years. So, it's not something that I set out to say, well, I'm going to do something from this world and this world. And it's just music that I've checked out and loved over the years. So I don't, I don't remember the exact sequence. I don't have it in front of me, but, you know, I don't know if the Lead Bellies 
uh, butted up against the Schumann, you know. But <laughs> it's all to me. It's, it's all music, you know. And and what I'm trying to do my music is, I guess, just to be honest about what I what I feel about that music, and and I guess ultimately it comes through my particular style of of, of approach, you know. And uh, I'm heavily influenced by by blues and you know the jazz singers and you know, the folk singers, Bob Dylan, um, Joni Mitchell, singer-songwriters. Uh, I love classical music. Um, I love counterpoint, Bach, Schumann, uh, Scarlatti. And, of course, I love jazz, the jazz tradition. So I guess in some way it's always been a bit of – and I, I've been working within this kind of – I've been working this way for a while. So I guess um, it's just sort of the next the next chapter in that, and, and I hope it's getting clearer, you know, and better. Sure. Uh, so that's that's my goal is to. Uh, um, but I don't have some grand scheme of like you know all these things have to come together and I have to prove some kind of point. It's more just this is hey here's some beautiful here's a beautiful melody that Schumann wrote. Absolutely. Do Camiso and uh, let's just see uh, if this works. Um, yeah. Or here's here's this great lead belly thing and it's, you know for me the, the the blues has to kind of be there throughout. <laughs> Right, uh, that, that feeling. Um, the, it might be uh, obscured a little bit by by something that sounds a little bit more classical. Or... So you're joined by the New Day trio, Rob Chost on on double bass to Greg Chost on drums. How long have you been playing with these guys, and how do you feel you communicated on this album? We've played together now for, gosh, I think probably going on five years or so. I've known Greg the longest. We were actually roommates back in Brooklyn. My, my first stint in Brooklyn, I'm now my second. In terms of how it went down in the studio, I just felt it went beautifully, and, and everyone felt just very present to the situation and prepared, not necessarily like they had everything figured out, because we're, we're working things out, even though we've played a lot together as it goes, and the atmosphere is different. The energy was really nice and, and relaxed. It was just us and the, the engineer, and, you know, just very intimate and quiet. And they said, "Hey, let's try this. Let's try this." And of course, we had just one day, so so I knew we, I had a, a lot of music to cover, and we kept things moving. We broke for lunch, you know, don't starve the band. Um, but <laughs> you know, we worked hard, and everybody just played beautifully and contributed their own special uh, personalities to to the music. So I'm really happy about how it came out. So let me ask you this. You know, one of the best artistic movements this country witnessed was the Harlem Renaissance. And I always hear from a lot of New York cats that they're in Brooklyn. Do you sense that there's a level of Brooklyn Renaissance going on in the world of jazz these days? Possibly. Yeah, I'm not sure it's specific to Brooklyn. There's a lot of musicians that live in Brooklyn. I mean, but there's also a lot of musicians, particularly younger younger generation, I've noticed, has moved a lot, a lot of moved to Harlem. I mean, a lot of it's economics too. You're, you know, you're talking about trying to find a place that you can afford too. Yeah. And uh, of course, Brooklyn is now really up there. I mean, the rents have skyrocketed. Um, and you know, you can have a bombed-out neighborhood, and they put in some, put it in the kitchen, and they'll charge you three thousand dollars, you know, for a for a one bedroom. Uh, it's a little <laughs> ridiculous, I, uh, you know, but. Um, but it used to it used to be when I first moved to Brooklyn it was I moved in the early 90s when I first moved to Brooklyn I moved in with uh, the drummer Bill Stewart and we were housemates for a little while and he he's been at his place 
out in Sunset Park, which has been south, you know, for like 25 years at this point. And uh, so, um, so, but there's a lot of musicians around. I mean, I, in the neighborhood I neighborhood I live in, I mean, I'm right around the corner from a uh, great harmonica player, Gregoire Marais, played on my last record. Near Felder, a great guitarist, is just a block away. Um, Lino Lueke is up the road. Uh, no, it's just a lot of great musicians. So I don't know about Brooklyn Renaissance necessarily, but <laughs> maybe there's more than just some, some cats living in the neighborhood to, to make a renaissance, but not sure. Right on. Let me ask you this. What are you going to do to promote this album? Any plans on going out on the road? What are you going to do to get this going? Yeah, well, we are planning. We've got some gigs uh, lined up. Um, we're doing a CD release show in in New York on uh, September 7th, and uh, yeah, we've got some touring plans um, to to go to to go to Asia and uh, and some some other work in the States and Europe. So, um, got a, yeah, I just got a gig in, in Canada next in a couple of weeks for a festival, and so yeah, the the, uh, the idea is just to to uh, put the music out there and. Uh, people relate to it and enjoy it. Perfect. Well, check make it first. out to Kansas City, too. Man, I would love for you guys to make it out yeah. there. I'd love to see it live. I think I'm going to be at the Blue Room a little bit of a ways out. I believe it's in November, the 11th of November. That's our whole. We're trying to book some other gigs around there. I'm also going to be in Lawrence, Kansas with Jimmy Green. We're doing some gigs out in the Midwest in St. Louis. But, uh, yeah, it would be great to, great to see you out there. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah, Lawrence is a great music hub as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, cool. Hey, Kevin, good luck with the album. Thank you for taking a little time out for me Thank today. Thank you. My we'll pleasure. see you in November. Yeah. Okay, great. Thanks for listening and tuning in to yet another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and albums out there in jazz from New York, Kansas City, and spots all over the world. And thanks to Kevin for all of that music and his stories and time. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store, or always visit the neonjazz.blogspot.com for all things neon jazz. Until next time, enjoy the music, my friends. Neon Jazz.